to anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Culp and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Well, hello, podcast land. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Men Church Stuff podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, DJ Cope, and I'm here with my brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're tuning in. Yeah, nice, man. So uh, so what we thought we'd do is just kind of um, give really sort of a, a, a brief a brief idea as to what we're about. And um, so uh, I had this, uh, I started having this, this passion um, kind of like deep inside me. I don't know, Brad, what would you say? Probably six or seven months ago. um, I got to the point where I was like, I've got stuff that I'm going through. I've got things in my, in my life, in my church, my family, whatever, um, some are heavy, some are hilarious, some are like dumb and stupid, some are, um, you know, could be um, like intellectually, mentally challenging. I'm like, I just, I want to have these conversations with people that, um, that, that like might, might connect to, to other guys, um, uh, maybe other, maybe even other, other wives or other families, whether they go to church or not. Um, and, uh, and so, um, I got to thinking, who would I, who would I have these conversations with? And, uh, for those of you listening, um, Brad and I, uh, we have in the last, I guess, four years taken three of the last four, we've taken a fishing trip and anytime, obviously that we've been together, like with family stuff at Christmas time or Thanksgiving or whatever, like, like we knock around, we goof off, like we've got the very, very much sort of the same sense of humor, but anytime we're fishing, like we get, it's like, we're just doing real conversation. And I got to thinking, you know, I think a podcast with Brad would be easy all because I mean, like we're, you and I are, you and I are used to talking to each other anyways. And so right. it would be really, really fun. Yeah. Like just to be able just to be able to shoot the breeze like we normally do. And then, and then essentially take those conversations and say, so everybody, Here's what it sounds like when we talk to each other. <laughs> it's certainly always interesting when we're when we're on the boat fishing because we can go from completely serious to to a 180 where we're I know we're talking for the fish. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, giving right. them a voice. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. Uh, yeah, so we we certainly invite uh, invite our listeners to to just kind of sit back and and really just kind of hang with us. So, uh, Brad, before we before we kind of dive in with a with a topic or two, um, I thought I would uh, I would give you a completely bogus statistic, and I say bogus because like it's accurate. It's yeah, <laughs> I say it, like it's it is accurate, but it's dumb. Like it's 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 just. I wonder, I wonder like what kind of camp 
not not just me, but I want to know like what where you fall in this. Um, but according to um, a study by the National Journal, the average American believes that they are smarter than the average American. So much, so much so that 55% of people that were polled said that they thought they were smarter than the average American, while while about 35% thought they were only just as smart as everyone else. And to me, the irony here is, so those 55 people are either right or completely lying to themselves. <laughs> like, so, so I, I like, I, I dare ask you this question, Brad, how smart do you think you are? <laughs> I think we all think we're smarter in our own mind, most you know, than and probably really are. We're all convinced in our own mind that we're right. Yeah. But the the side of that statistic that I would be interested in are the people that said they think, think they're not as smart. <laughs> I know as the average American. Yeah, and that because there's a few people down there on the other side going, "Yeah, I'm pretty dumb." <laughs> yeah. Like everybody else is smarter than me. Yeah, and so the and, yeah, the, and honestly, those are probably the smartest people. Those, those are the smartest ones. Those that they're like, no, I'm dumber than everybody else. Like, yeah, no, dude, sign up for Mensa. You, you, you've got to figure it figured out. <laughs> the rest of us are idiots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for those of you, for those of you listening, that 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 that, I mean, don't know either of us. Um. So I, I, I'm a professor at a at a, a Christian university in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. And Dr. DJ, Dr. DJ. Yes. Thank you. I've, I hold a PhD in music education, which I like to say is I have an extremely advanced degree in something highly uninteresting. But um, what I found out through through my coursework is. Um, is that if you are confronted or when you are confronted, even better yet, with the fact of I think I know a lot, if you embrace it you're a moron <laughs> like <laughs> if 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 the more that you begin to realize that you know you should begin to you should begin to realize like the absurd fact of how much you don't know so yeah like the 55% of those people that think that they that think that like they are smarter i'd be willing to go mm. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean i just think like i think it's i think it's pretty pretty abrasive you know it's 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 pretty um pretty arrogant and egotistical to assume that 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 you do have it intellectually way more together um than the average fo person but um uh yeah dude let's uh let's dive in some uh some some questions here the um the first one so with with this being you know men uh men church stuff um one of the one of the questions that that I thought, you know, this would be fun to just kind of just kind of, you know, toil around on is um, in your experience, Brad, what is hardest about being a man in church? Um, I can definitely tell you that, um, you know, there's so many different there's so many different views on um, on the men's role um, in church or in family. Um, the, you know, the two that come to mind are complementary and egalitarian. So, you know, man, man always, always steps up or, you know, it's a 50, 50 type thing. Um, but, uh, I think, I definitely think that, that the, that the, that the role of the man, um, in church, 
certainly looks skewed a lot of times from the role in in society but but yeah like for you what has what has been um what would you consider being like the hardest thing about being a man in church i think for me one of the things is is discerning between my view of manhood and god's you know okay. because we come with so much stuff i think uh, so much mis so many misconceptions about what what god expects us to be as men and so many things whether we're taught or we we picked up along the way that that we kind of got to shed off and look at at what a real man looks like and yeah one of the things i think god has challenged me in the last several years is um you want to see a real man you look at jesus that's okay. one of the reasons i love the gospel of john because you have so much conversation with Jesus talking to other people yeah, and how yeah, he yeah. is interacting with others, how he is, you know, how he treats the woman at the well. Yeah. You know, right. And, and he's, he's countercultural. He he's, he's counter everyone else. Right. You know, how, how he speaks to Nicodemus and kind of brings him, him down, you know, he's, he's bringing him down a notch because he, he's got this arrogance as this leader um, right. But he's doing so with love to bring him to, you know, restoration, to bring him to salvation. How he cries, you know, at the grave of Lazarus. Right. But yet, but yet he, you know, is, is the toughest man that, that we see as he takes on the cross and he, and he, and he's not yelling at him and he's not cursing at him and right. he's doing right. the opposite. He's, he's, he's dying for him. And so I think one of the biggest things that that would be my one is is trying to constantly figure out better what biblical manhood looks like and what yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the other, so so let me do two. Uh, sure. Is is connecting with other men. You know, and, and sometimes yeah. it's because, hey, where are you guys at? It's Sunday. We got <laughs> church. Or it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah kind of hard to connect with men that aren't there that aren't there um, sure. but but even looking at at trying to how do we do that as the church so not being the building as the church how do we find ways to connect with men who i don't know if they're if they've been hurt by the church if they're scared of the church if they just don't know what to expect or what to react but how do we get out there and and meet with them somewhere they're comfortable whether that's over mm -hmm. coffee or Right. or a ball game or fishing or, or whatever, yeah. but, but just trying to figure all that out. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on, on both of those points. Um, yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me, I'll say something about that. That second point first. Um, I have noticed over the last, well, some 40 I've noticed over the last probably 20, 25 years that, um, in my experience and only from my experience, there's been like this, this huge rise of women, of, of women leadership in church, which I am not about to, to try to discredit by any stretch of imagination. I love the fact that, that women are, are so willing um, to, to lead in their capacities and, you know, in listeners, if, if you guys, you know, if you all have, you know, uh, uh, disagreements about that, I'm certainly not trying to, to call you out by any means. Um, but guys, it's almost like it's almost like men 
either are unaware of it or just kind of allow it to happen. And I don't know if it's because their personalities are not like, like mine. I'm, I'm crazy, crazy outgoing. You know that. Um, but, but, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if it's the fact that, that their personalities kind of hold them back. Um, I, I've also, I've often suspected if men are like, you, you know, in one of our recent conversations, Brad, you use the word guarded. Um, I wonder if men are, are too, too guarded. Like if, if, if it's not that our hearts are hard, I mean, that might, certainly might be a conversation for another episode, but I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's really more for, for the reasons of um, like vulnerability purposes, you know? And, and, and if so, if I put myself in leadership, then, you know, I mean, kind of, I, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself in, in, in a, you know, in the line of scrutiny perhaps. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like being able to step up into leadership and, you know, fill the roles that, that God has really kind of built us to do and not necessarily in, in a, you know, in a dictator way by any means, I know that there are certainly there's stories galore of, of men that do that, but, um, but yeah, just being able to to serve and lead in the same, you know, in the same role and same capacity. I certainly think that um, I would say that that's probably the hardest thing about being a man in church that I've that I've experienced that I've seen. Um, but definitely with that with that first point is, you know, like what like what kind of a man was Jesus like? What um, what was it that that what what was it that he had that that today's man if you were to say like sort of the ideal man that none of us could ever ever even remotely hope to live up to you know what kind of what kind of of man am i in the same in the same kind of respect and how do i how do i compare obviously <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have kind of a you, you have to have sort of like a um a really stable mindset to be able to accept that you are going to pale in comparison right uh yeah <laughs> but nonetheless nonetheless um i think one of the things that jesus had that he was that he was totally willing to show that i that in uh, again i'm just only speaking from my experience um that men don't show often is 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 like overt compassion and like and compassion compassion is a like in in the word that I, the way I'm using it is sort of like a mixture of of service, um, service of kindness and gentleness, while at the same time being willing to show show emotions and talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. but yeah, like I, I've definitely I've definitely seen like there's this I I feel like there's this void um, in in the local church that. Um, it's this void where where we we talk. It's almost like we know as as like sort of like if you know um if if you know a person is standing behind you but you you don't know who it is but you just know that they're there and you're not going to turn around and acknowledge it. I think there's this void in our church where um men men know we need to fill some gaps. We don't need to fill all the gaps, but we need to fill some gaps. I'm not going to be the one to do it. I hope it gets done. And that's kind of where it ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and here's for me as I'm, as I'm thinking about these things, you have kind of our manhood, which which is good with the cross. Yeah, man, I'll, 
I'll take the cross. I'll take the nails. I'll take the bullet for you. Yeah. But don't make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Jesus is willing to, to, to get into both that laying down your life for your friends sometimes means you go to the cross or you take the bullet. Sometimes it means you risk life and limb to, to save someone who's drowning. But it also means you're willing to have tough conversations that you don't want to have. Right. Because the, they're the conversations that need to be had. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, better than many kisses of an enemy. That that you're that you're willing to to go and do something that that you don't feel like, that that's inconvenient, that's that's scary. And man, we don't like to admit that as men, right? That we get scared. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is terrifying. No, yeah. no, no. I'm 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 tough or, or that there's anxiety behind it. Of course, you know, our conversation a little bit over text this morning of how I was super anxious about just doing this. Yeah, sure. Um, but Jesus, you know, gets there. He, he, he has difficult conversations. He intentionally pushes the Pharisees so many times. Yeah. You know, he could have very easily healed on not the Sabbath, but he intentionally heals on the Sabbath at their party. At their party. Yeah. Right. So that those conversations that, that we don't want to have, Jesus is pulling them to the forefront. Like, no, 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 we have to have these conversations. So, right. so we're going to have them. And I'm not saying that he necessarily uh, enjoyed that. I, I kind of think it's not, probably sometimes he did, but sometimes I think he's, you probably get the sorrow of guys, come on, look how stupid you're being. <laughs> I know, right? Look how dumb. <laughs> like I just healed this guy. Like he literally couldn't use his hand and now he can. Shouldn't we all be happy about? You can shake his hand now. I know he's like, not unclean anymore. Like, like let's get over our stuff. The human side of me, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that it wasn't this way, but I would like to think that it was because it validates it validates my my sarcastic tendencies. I would love to have seen Jesus's facial react facial expressions before he said that stuff. Like, did he shoot them the look of? What? Like, you know, like, okay, before I, before I say this to you, I'm going to give you a second to process. <laughs> and it's like, I'm almost going to, I'm almost going to give you another chance before I go. So you mean to tell me that if your donkey was in the ditch, <laughs> you're not going to leave, you're not going to pull him out. You're just going to leave him there. <laughs> well, see, and I, you know, I think that God's so good that, how many of their donkeys ended up on the ditch the last Sabbath before where, where he's calling out like, Hey, remember when your donkey was in the ditch last week? <laughs> and you pulled it out? That was me. I, I stuck your donkey in the ditch. So this would work. Uh, so God may be glorified. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, the, uh, I, I think the, um, a, a really good friend of mine um, uh, that I work with, uh, fellow fellow podcaster, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll like Ted Cluck. He uh, one of the things that he has mentioned, um, you know, in, in our conversations and some of the conversations I've heard, is uh, that he's in love with the local church, and and I I am too. Um, so so I'm a pastor's kid, and you know, growing up in a pastor's home, dude, it's. <laughs> It's tough. Tough, I hear. It's it's tough. Yeah, um, but one of the things that that Careful I'm, what you do it. Do what? It may be a sermon illustration. Careful what yeah. you do. It may end up yeah. as a sermon illustration. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, 
Yeah, my dad may not have actually said my son. He may have he may have worded it like I saw or I heard about a story the other day of a particular person that may or may not have been three seven and weighed eighty five pounds. You know, <laughs> but um, no man, like uh, uh, I, I like I'm really in love with the local church, and I'm really really grateful that my parents passed that down to me. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm. I'm I'm really I'm really passionate about uh about you know being able to see um moments of growth where where men and not just men but um but men specifically you know fill fill very critical leadership roles um uh but speaking of local church this is something that this is something that 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 popped in into my head um another question I got is what are three things that amuse you about the local church um, and, and I'll certainly, I'll certainly say for me, um, three things that would amuse me about a local church are church signs. The fact that they're yeah. it, now, now, now granted for, for the listeners, um, again, you know, I, I, I teach in, in, in West Tennessee, um, Brad, I know you're, you're up in St. Louis. Um, so, so if you're in like the Pacific Northwest or something like that, you may not have necessarily the same experience. But um, down here, there are churches everywhere. <laughs> there are churches everywhere, and and sign like, wars. <laughs> do what? Sign wars. Uh, yes, sign wars. Signs better than yours. Get more <laughs> yeah, clever. Come come to that church. Know, right? Like why would you? Why would you put that? Um, so yeah, one of the things that that amused me about the local church actually is that there are so many of them. Um, and then, uh, and then I think I think a third thing that amused me about the local church and amusement not in like a ha ha, but amusement as in uh, like shake my head, just kind of smack smack my face. I can't believe that's the case. Is is like um, uh, longing to kind of hold on to like the old school tie tie coat, which I know, which I know in, in my experience, which I know is beginning to die out. But the whole. I don't wear a tie and coat anywhere else except to church. It just makes me just makes me it makes me just sort of ponder, you know, the 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 sort of the the logistics behind that, if you will. But yeah, what about you? All right. So uh, just for full disclosure, as a pastor, sometimes <laughs> there's a fine line between yeah. amuse me and frustrate the daylights out of me. So. <laughs> So maybe a mixture of the two, yeah. But to try to find again the lightheartedness and the understanding that we're people. God said He knows that we're dust, so sometimes we need to remember that too. Um, probably one of my favorites, uh, and again, it, it's it, sometimes equally frustrating. But but when it happens with a little old lady, mm. you can have the sweetest little old lady she's the most godly like she knows jesus's nicknames like they're talking every day she's washing the saints feet this woman is just you know godly but don't sit in her pew (laughs) because something happens if you sit in her pew and and depending on the lady that it may be react different hey that's that's my seat Uh, or you see i'm just kind of just stand there and stare at the guests yeah. Until until they get uncomfortable <laughs> enough to move. So, dude, or, that happened it over like that's my seat. Like you can sit in the pew with me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 16 <laughs> inches in on the third row back. 
So like um, that's, that's my butt imprint. I know it doesn't yeah. have my name on it because the pastor <laughs> won't let me put it there. But Do, did you know that that actually happened to um, – Gosh, I'm trying to remember if it was my if it was um, my wife's parents or or her her her, her uncle, but they were visiting um, visiting a church for the very first time, and there were people that 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 literally walked up to them and and said, "You're in our seat." They didn't they didn't say they didn't they didn't say welcome to church. My name is. They didn't say it's wonderful to see you here. May I? Yeah. They just the, the, like right out of the gate. You're in our seat. <laughs> nothing, nothing says, you know, you're welcome here. Make yourself at home. Like, please move. Like it is, it is only seriously by the grace of God that that has never happened to me because I've told, I've told, uh, I've told my wife, Shara before. I want so badly for that to happen so that I have an opportunity to say something smart alecky, which I know is not benefit anybody. Certainly wouldn't benefit the kingdom of God. But I mean, speak English. Yeah, right. Huh? Um, I I think uh, number two for me would be, uh, can I put it this way? The facial hair wars. Yeah. Because you have different generations and different ideologies of man. Hey, you should have a man should have a beard. A man shouldn't have a beard. Man should have a beard as long as it's not longer than this. And of course, as someone who uh, his beard is is quite long, it know, is. Man. And, people, and and and, and by the way, your beard looks great. I like. Thanks. You are in a you are in a stage of beard where it was very different than four years ago because your four years ago beard kind of made it kind of made it look like the shrubbery that 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 the knights were after right it it, it went beyond shrubbery yeah yeah. well you know your sister always said it looked like a dead squirrel on my face which is which is hilarious because i have a picture of a squirrel uh i was going to pick up the kids uh years ago at, at the daycare yeah and the squirrel just kind of runs up and stands in front of me I, I like i took its picture probably like five foot in front of me just staring <laughs> up at me and your sister's Mama. like yeah thought his brother was on your face yeah, right. yeah. like hey jimmy what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing up there um so so yeah my my advice to, to guys who are growing out their beard would be um, beard care, <laughs> Get beard, a beard care. brush, uh, you know, make sure you wash it, <laughs> take care of it. beard brush, beard comb. Uh, there's some other good, good stuff for when it's not behaving, but yeah, take care of it so that your yeah, wife uh, doesn't think it looks like a dead squirrel. <laughs> All right. Um, what what a, you've got so that so you've got you've got the little lady with the seat you've got the you got yeah. the facial hair wars yeah. you got a third oh uh, so uh, it probably makes me cringe more than it amuses me but the fact that we want to keep everything we need to watch hoarders oh, uh, dude. There, yeah. there needs to be a church version how about how about church hoarders <laughs> church hoarders we have these people come in and, and deal with the the VBS material from 20 years ago, <laughs> VHS. That hey, no, 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 we need that. We we, we do. We might use it again. It, it comes around. 
Yeah. No, yeah. No, we need that because the person gonna... because the person that 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 gave us that VBS stuff, they used to come here. I know that they've already moved three times and are currently yeah. residing six feet, six feet under the ground in a town I've never heard of. But yeah. that reminds every time that I pass by this by this office and rummage around and find it, it reminds me of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, would, God would want to keep it forever. God wants us to keep it forever. Yeah. See, see, that, that's interesting. It's a really interesting concept of church hoarders because technically, I think that like, like a true church hoarder would almost be like it's a competition of who has the least, right? Like, like <laughs> I'm get, I, I'm collecting the most. It nothing. should be. It should be <laughs> like. Yeah. We'll go to the other end. Like we don't do anything for VBS. <laughs> white sheets of paper, white crayons. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we don't. Let's oh, not get any crazy stuff. Kids need to be able to amuse themselves. Here's a stick. Jesus loves you. That's great, man. All right, well, uh, Brad, um, dude, I think that uh, I think this is a solid first episode. Um, we're kind of we're kind of like running short on time. Um, I thought it'd be a really like I've listened to podcasts that are really long. I've also re- listened to podcasts that are relatively short. Um, but I was thinking, so I've got like a thirty-five minute, forty-minute drive, depending on traffic to work. And I was like, I really think that's like a that's like a really nice length. You know, give, gives people yeah. um, a, a little bit to chew on, um, gives us some time. Uh, you know, to kind of kind of dig into each other's uh, each other's thoughts. Um, without like belaboring and, you know, beating a dead horse or if you're humanitarian, hugging a tree too long. So, um, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. So we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. Um, uh, so, so listeners, we, we really thank you for spending some time with us. Um, if you'd enjoyed this episode, um, you know, I'm going to do the whole, give us a like, give us a five-star rating, leave, leave a comment or review. Smart remarks are always welcome. Um, but uh uh you know as 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 the podcast progresses we uh man, you know we really hope that that you guys um you know enjoy it i mean i i certainly can tell you that brad and i um uh like i love brad uh our our relationship is, is yeah man it's it's it really is it really is like brotherly love in terms of like the christian the christian definition but it's also like i know that i know that you're a brother by by marriage but i like dude i just totally see you as as a brother so um like i'm i'm gonna really enjoy meeting up meeting up with you uh we're gonna we're gonna do this once a week so hope that you guys uh hope you guys enjoyed and uh we'll catch you next time <laughs>